When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world, and today we got a street legend, Lil Sodi, in the building. How you feeling, man? L.A. I'm blessed. Um, thank you for having me, man. My pleasure. Um, you responded quickly. Oh, yeah. Um, like a man, I respect you for that. All the homies, the gangsters, they watching, they respect you for that. Um, I'm just here to speak for the people, bro. Right. I mean, this was a recommendation from AD. AD was like, yeah, this guy got brother. a good-ass story to tell. You got to get him on the show. No, that's my brother, man. <clears throat> I had met AD a while back at one of my shows I did um, with Joe Moses. Okay. Young, so when I seen him now, he had got so big, you feel me? Right. I almost didn't recognize him. You mean like big in fame, not big in like fatness, right? Because <laughs> he got a little fatter since I know him, I think. Sorry, sorry. That's that. Yeah. Pleasantly plucked. That's what they they rather. <laughs> hey, dog. No, that's my bro. I ran back into him though um, at the studio. Um, he had a studio with Freddie Gibbs. So right. I used to record over there with Gibbs, and I ran back into him, man. And it, it just been all love ever since again, man. Hell yeah. Two C, sometimes three. Sometimes, yeah. Cause you know, sometimes I feel like we get shit because we will interview gangbangers who are kind of like more on the crazy cartoon side of the spectrum yeah. like people who who make They're shit funny. seem hilarious funny yeah. ridiculous over the top sometimes you know i feel like uh we, we might get judged a little bit for nah, that. no it's cool because <clears throat> certain people like that shit bro mm. and that's why i had to speak out like icon you look at an icon as a real factor and a reputable from his section mm. um handling his business been there to to through the jail systems from juvenile halls camp YA to prison a few times. So you supposed to grow in there. Mm. You're not supposed to remain the same. You feel me? You're supposed to grow in there. You got older homies that you're supposed to listen to in there that got stories to tell you that'll change your life. You can change inside the correctional facility, bro. Mm. Some people they choose not to. Some people want to remain characters and cartoons and shit like that. But some of they big homies disagree, and I know they do, bro. Hmm. I know they do. They want real, reputable young homies talking on real platforms like yours, but we're going to speak for the youth and shit, too, though, and tell them, like, it ain't all about squabbling up in the county jail and, you know what I'm saying, gang banging and shit like that. Tell me something that, okay, you've been through that now. Tell me something that you're doing now that we can grow from, you feel me? Don't just scare us with all the bullshit. Right. Because they got an option, bro. But from my perspective, having that kind of conversation, you know, that is the shit that I'm curious about sometimes just because it is like an unfamiliar world to me, like having to go into the fucking lion's den and then all of a sudden you got to be fighting everybody who looks at you sideways and shit, you know? But yeah. sometimes, you know, there's a lot more it's to the it truth. than that. Yeah. That's the truth. I've been through all of that shit. Big bro, I have. I've been through just from juvenile halls, you grow through all that shit, but... Going through that shit, your enemies respect you, bro. Mm. So by the time you hit prison in YA, I mean, the county jail, they already know who you are. You shouldn't have to go through that shit again. Because you grow up with your enemies. Some of these dudes don't grow up with their enemies. They come from other places. And then 
bang something, you feel me? Mm. Like, when you grow up in that area and your allies is right across the way, like, you know how us in the 60s are. Mm. We go to school with them so we know who we, who we shooting at. We know who we fighting. A right. lot of these dudes, they don't know, bro. So, yeah, they got social media now. That's how they getting their fame and building their reputation. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, because that's one thing I noticed about you is that you got videos going all the way back to, like, what, 2011 or some shit where you're just on YouTube but in your hood, like, really just out there, like, filming interviews and shit like it's nothing. Yeah, because, like, I respect what you're doing, bro. All those interviews was practice. Mm. No disrespect to Real Tunes TV and Street Gang. Shout out Street Gangs. Um, Alex, that's my boy. Got right. a story about he, he him. He's been doing amazing Got a story for a long about him, time, too, yeah. bro. He saved my life, too. Interesting. But, um, platforms like this is where we express ourselves. Like, the big homies want us to tell the world we got a, a chance to tell the world something different. What we doing? Positive in the set now. You know what I'm saying? Back then, I was probably was still in the set doing those interviews. Mm. Running the streets and committing crimes and shit, going back and forth to jail. <clears throat> now... My mind, my mind. I I pray a lot more because mm. I do a lot of interviews now. So I have to be careful on what I say, and I know how to answer my questions because God give me what the words to say. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Just so I want the youth and the big homies to feel what I'm saying. You feel me? From the streets to prison, bro. They, they love what I'm doing, and and it's all love to everybody. Every set. I'm talking about blue, red, neighborhood, gangster, Hoover, all of them. I'm I'm talking for everybody. Mm. Definitely. So, okay, tell me a little bit about your uh, upbringing. Um, I came up in church. Okay. Um, my grandmother, rest in peace, Irma Jean Simpson, my grandfather, James Simpson. Um, they was the bishop and the mother of my church. I grew up playing the drums. Okay. And shit, so I came up in church, bro. Um, I didn't, I'm not going to lie, I didn't have no, no real hard life. Like, I wasn't poor. My grandfather and them made sure that we had food on our table, clothes on our back, shoes on our feet, and you know what I'm saying, a roof over our head. So that's not poor, right? No. Nah. No, nah, that's not poor. But a lot of people kind of want to, like, glamorize being poor. It's like an ironic nah, thing that man. people do. No, nah, tell the truth, because mm. certain people will fall for it, you know what I'm saying? The real, the real ones won't. So I didn't grow up poor, bro. I had a nice life. Um, I was fucking up in school and shit. Mm. You know what I mean? I had a... I was playing sports, basketball, all that shit. But, yeah, bro, I came up in church, um, started messing up, going to juvenile halls, camp, YA. And it was like I couldn't turn it around. Mm. It's like once you go in there, it's either you're going to become a mark or you're going to become a man. You know what I'm saying? So I was just – my upbringing was always become – I was a leader. So everywhere I was at, people loved who I was. Whether I squabble with my enemies, I was able to talk to them right after that. Mm. Just on how I carry myself, my character. I, I was a gentleman at a young age, so I didn't have it rough like that, bro. Um, I I didn't have to bang. I chose to. Because you got introduced to it mostly while you were locked my, up. No, nah, hell oh, no. Nah. Before that, my dad. Oh, okay. my my dad and my mom from my set. Okay. She was from the set before my dad. Yeah, my dad used to go to Crenshaw High with the 60s. Okay. Then he came along on that side and to my side and met my mom. And, but before he met my mom, he was already with the homies and shit. But, yeah, bro, uh, my uncle, he from Hunnets, Monster Pookie. 
That's Ice Cube, um, head security right now. Mm. He doing a big three and shit with him right now. So shout out to the lynch mob. But yeah, I could have, I had an option. But watching them coming up, I always wanted to see something different besides church. You feel me? Church kids, man, they always be like, we we really are the fuck ups. Mm. Because we always locked inside. Like we always, it's church every Sunday. <clears throat> Monday through Friday, I was going to church. Tuesday, Bible class or Thursday it was uh, Bible class Tuesday um, revival or Friday choir rehearsal I'm the drummer so I had to be there every service bro right just coming from school straight from school I couldn't go to the skating ring and really hang out like everybody else did I had to bang at school you feel me mm. you think that's kind of what drove you more into the street shit that you were sort of cooped up doing the, the church shit yeah. a lot before that real talk I'm not gonna lie because I always wanted to see what my uncle was seeing Mm. or what my dad was seeing when he had me around his neck. As a kid, I knew what it was because I used to be with my father a lot. Mm. Always wanted to go with him and stay with him like till five in the morning in the set. I'd be with the big homies and he'd be gone somewhere else or come back and get me and then we'd go home. But I always wanted to see the streets, the street life. Because I always loved my uncle and loved how he came around and treated his nieces and nephews. He was like a hero to us, so... I always wanted to see what was off the porch. Mm. Definitely. So when when do you identify that you really started to get more into it? Um, when I start going to jail. Mm. When I start going to jail, uh, my dad was hard on me, man. Like his whoopings was. You would rather go to jail than go back home to get an ass whooping from my daddy. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> So, bro, I don't know. I, I, I always was going to jail, like, and it just wouldn't change. Like, I started getting more into it. I started living that jail life, and I brought it to the streets, and it upgraded my gangbanging. My squabbles got better in the halls. Going to camp, I'm getting bigger. I'm learning how to work out. I'm learning that my father said working out is important now. Right. You feel me? Because I'm seeing kids my size bigger than me in camp. So all that played its part, man. It was just me being a leader and knowing I can make these dudes follow me is what made me stay in the, stay so long, like a part of the gang shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I, I, can, I was able to make people do things like and love me. You know what I'm saying? Because right. I never lied to them. In fact, I had them do something, I did it with them. Right. It was shit like that. Because, I mean... Tell me what you think of this, but it's kind of like in the gang world, it seems like the people who rise to the top, it's pretty much like a battle of who has like the most dominant personality. Uh, yeah, you could go, it could go either way now, but see now dudes do it off Instagram because they got more followers than you. Right. I mean, that's, and that's just like a way to command respect Spec. through like, a, through like, an account, through the internet like, where you can affect more people that way. Right. Yeah. Say Say, like, Fat Boy, that's my little homie from my set. But he from Jersey, HR Gangsta. Uh -huh. He got way more followers than me, and a lot of more people will listen to him because he got a bigger fan base. Right. Now, he could be like, I'm that guy out here, and woo, woo, woo. Who you going to think they going to listen to more, mm. him or me? I'm talking about just the world, not just the hood, because the hood know better. But the world, because he's more attached to the world than I am. Who they going to listen to? Mm. They're going to listen to him because he's got more fan base, a more bigger platform than me. You know what I'm saying? So The question kind of is, like, what, what game banging is even really for once you are at that level? 
Like, you know, that, like, because gangbanging makes a ton of sense when it's just like neighborhoods in LA having to sort their shit out in terms of who gets along with who, et cetera, et cetera. But once you really get to the point of having big ass fan bases and shit, then it's kind of like. You should be able to do something with it. Right. You should be able to bring shit together if, you're, if your name hold weight and you step like that. Like, bro, I'm gonna open up something. That's good. <clears throat> I've been talking to my boy AD from 60s on me. And uh, he's been talking to his homies, and I've been talking to my big homies. And one of my big homies, he encouraged me to go along and, and make, make, make something happen. Like, we've been shooting and killing each other for years, bro. Like, this is big, bro. Like, and I'll be, I be chopping it up with AD because you, you have to build a relationship communication you feel me you're talking about a different ad now yeah from okay. 60 from 60 all right yeah <clears throat> so you got to build a relationship to be able to make that connection it can be done bro like everybody in the world say we'll never be able to come together or look eye to eye but we did it at nip you know what i'm saying nip thing mm. we came together and we walked the march with them you feel me side by side you feel me but as far as like just stopping all the killing just stopping all you know what I'm saying? We ain't got to shoot dice and drink, hang out together because a lot of homies still got to work on their language. Mm-hmm. You know, some niggas still have a, a way of dissing in their language. So it'll be hard to hang around people like that because some people ain't going to go for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or niggas got shit tatted on them and still crossed out. It's going to be hard for certain people to look at it. You know what I mean? Right. So it's it's a lot of work to be done, but, bro, it could be done. You know what I'm saying? So... That's what I've been working on right now, like, trying to, like, better the streets, you feel me? Right. Real talk, like, save these children, bro. Right. Which is, like, you know, that, that from an outsider perspective, you know, whenever I've ever said anything to my friends who are, like, more in the streets, whenever I ever say anything about, like, you know, just mending all this shit or the likelihood that these certain areas are going to be getting along or whatever, a lot of times they kind of, like, laugh in my face. Like, like it ain't happening. Before... Before I was, um, before all of that, it was my little thing, me and Nip had. You feel me? Right. Because um, you, you were like, one, the, for the, a lot of people might only know you from that. Like, oh, that's the dude who was, who was beefing with Nip at one point. Yeah. And then, back then, they just thought I, I was hating. Mm. They didn't know the history behind it. Right. So now they know the history behind it. So a lot of fans be like, man, I didn't know the history was that deep with y'all when they seen heard about the march. Right. That's when they learned about more about me and Nip. Um, rap beef we was having, you know what I'm saying? He dissed me, I dissed him. You know what I'm saying? You felt like he dissed you first? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm just not sure. It was brought to my attention, bro, so that's why I responded. Uh Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Um, It was just a battle of both sides, like, because I met him, shook his hand, you know what I'm saying? Um, We met up at Jeezy thing, you know what I'm saying? We had a meeting with Jeezy, and he came to the video and shooting shit, so... It wasn't like on no set trip. The industry was scared of it. You met him before you ended up dissing each other or after at one point you guys... After, bro. Oh, so you ended up squashing it. Okay. No, I really, it wasn't... It was just... It was squashed. It was squashed. But at that time when I first met him, it was still like, oh, but it was he was just on like his money. You feel me? And I wasn't really tripping too. I was just on some rap shit. Like, you feel me? Like, who, nigga? You feel me? But if it go there, it's going to go there. Right. And that's how a lot of people was feeling in the industry. Like, damn, man, we do the show together with them. 
it, excuse me, it'll be big, but damn, man, how many people are going to be tear this motherfucker up? Right. So when you guys were dissing each other, was there any personal animosity or was it 100% just hood shit of neighborhoods not getting I mean, along? I mean, it was like probably half and a half. Okay. Of course, it was some animosity there because of our history. You know what I'm saying? And we ain't never hung out together. He from a different generation than me. Mm. So it is, I'm from H.R. Gangster. He from 60s. His homies is influencing him. Nigga, you better diss this nigga back. Mm. Shit like that. Of course, how you think he knew of me? Of course. You right. know what I'm saying? They telling them the history. You got to know about it to be able to talk about it. Right. It's crazy because nowadays it feels like everybody, like now that Nip is passed and everything, people very much are like, they want to treat him like he was kind of like a Jesus of the hood or some shit, you know, like and a lot of the, the prior conflict and, and drama and shit sort of it's very intri- it's very enticing for people to sort of whitewash it away and just sort of treat him like he was just like like they were treating him when he was here. But in reality, like when you talk to people or you, you sort of go back and look at shit, you realize like, I mean, he was gangbanging like anybody else Bro. at a certain point. Um. He had hoods crossed Shout out, out to, on his body. Yeah, yeah, he had my hood crossed out. Shout out to Nip. I got his crossed out. But <laughs> rest in peace to that man. It was just um, like when he first died, I was on the road with Afro Man. Right. <clears throat> we was touring. So we was on our way to Vegas to do the hard rock. So when I found out about it, I was like, damn, it's going to be some shit. Mm. You feel me? Like, it's finna be some shit. Like, first thing in the whole people, everybody in our community in the, in the L.A. is going to say, all oh, the 60s and 80s is finna go at it. Mm. Don't nobody know what happened, but that would be your first thing, you feel me? Right. They finna attack, and we will be the first ones they attack. But having reputable homies on each side, people stand down, you feel me? And let shit fall out and see what's going on, you know what I'm saying? Don't just be on no attack mode, you feel mm-hmm. me? But... At that time, yeah, he was banging hard and shit, man. You know what I'm saying? And he changed in certain ways. You could tell in his music. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people say, man, he was always with the bullshit. That's he. That shit fake. They put posting like he was just a, a sane and all about the. I mean, a lot of things he was doing was for the community. He he did a lot over there, bro, hmm. for his homies in that community. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, man, he did change in his ways, bro. And it kind of it touched me when he died because we were supposed to do something together. Um, mm. My homie had Big uh, Madbone, shout out to Madbone, and my father, Big Sody. They was going to hook up with Big U and put something together and make it like not just a song. It was going to be media involved and all of that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I was like, damn, that was going to be big like for the community. So it touched me that... You know what I'm saying? That was taken away. Would would people from your area have been have felt a certain kind of way about you doing anything with them? I'm sure they probably felt a certain um, way about you even being cool with some them. Some people. Some people, bro. But once I have posted um, Rest in Peace, Nipsey Hustle, bro. Right. You see all the gangsters posted. Mm. They it was like they was waiting for me to say something to respond. Like they like they didn't want to disappoint me or say oh, I say rest in peace. To nip is the homie gonna be mad or you know what I'm saying? But nah, it was on they own shit. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have nothing to do with us, right? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, they, it was a lot of rest in peace from my homies 
and other gangsters. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of homies respect what he did. They liked his music. And, and it showed when he passed, though. They played it more. You know what I'm saying? You hear people play it more that you never heard. you like, dang. Right. Like, they just playing it out of, you know what I mean? But that's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes. I mean, I feel like that version of events where somebody passes away and everybody is able to still say, like, hey, we had problems during our life, but rest in peace, you know, that's a good man lost or whatever. That's a lot better than, you know, who I smoke and all this shit that is basically like, you know, somebody dies, we're going to violate them 10 times harder. We're going to remind their homies that, you know, fuck yeah. this dude, yada, and, yada. That and, makes and the whole people, cycle so much worse. And people waited for us to do that. Mm. People waited for us to do that, bro. Like, they waited for us to diss his name and do a whole lot of bullshit. Like, I always keep it gangster, bro. Like, one of my homies had went over there and, and crossed this shit out on Slauson. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he crossed it out and they hit me. And I had went over there and I paid and got that shit did. I fixed that, bro. Really? But it wasn't put out there that I fixed it. You know what I'm saying? It was put out there that all the rest of them was fixed. You feel me? Hmm. But AD and Big U and them, they know, bro, that I went over there like a man and paid the essay to fix that when my homie did that. You feel me? Just out of respect, bro. We don't, dis- we don't disrespect the dead. On this side of the earth. What was the conversation like with your friend after he did that? Um, the painting? Or no, when he when oh, he went and dissed it. Like, oh, how upset course, were you? Of course, I mean, or? we had got on him for that because you don't want them to come do my shit like that. Right. Or one of the big homies we put on the wall, you don't want them to come keep spray painting it on him. Mm. That's total disrespect. Let that man rest in peace, man. You feel me? Let them keep that. You know what I'm saying? Don't go over there and disrespect that shit. Yeah, we got on him for that, you know what I'm saying? But he learned his lesson and know, like, you know what I'm saying? The dead, you let them rest, man. Mm. Like, I tell everybody that, you know what I'm saying? Like, they was mad. Some people, some people wasn't. Like, the Gucci and Jeezy battles, you mm. know what I'm saying? They versus with the Pookie Loke whole situation. Were you friends with Pookie Loke? I didn't know him personally. Okay. But when I got over there with Jeezy, I heard a lot about him. Mm. And... I went to his hood in Macon, Georgia, and I gained a lot of respect and earned respect from his homies. And they told me a lot about him, homie, to know that he was a good nigga and he was somebody over there from his hood. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I spoke up for that in that situation. You know what I mean? It wasn't no disrespect to either side. It was just a hot moment. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? That's like dissing somebody from gangster and you just dissing they, they dead homie in front of me. And I'm not going to say nothing. Mm. That's like somebody dissing your homie. And you're just going to stand there. Couple of you, I'm just, this your boy, though, Adam. Listen, this your boy. Yeah. I'm talking about you take care of his kids, like, because mm-hmm. he passed away. You're looking out for his kids. and You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. I mean, on one hand, you could look at Jeezy and say he handled it in a pretty mature way. No, he didn't no, freak that's out. That's what he I tell everybody. You know? like, like he said in his interview, he prepared himself for that. Mm. That's what a lot of people don't understand. Like, he prepared himself mentally to be disrespected like that. Like, a lot of people, myself included, when we saw that happened, the reason why we were so shocked is because I think we all thought that Gucci was at a point in his life where (laughs) he's so rich, he's so successful, he's so, like, past all that, Uh that he wouldn't take it there. Even though, really... Hey, (laughs) it went good up to there, bro. Right. I was like, yes! Like, about time, like, you know what I'm saying? They... They got on the same stage, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
Oh shit, man. Oh shit. Up until, still with the bullshit. Up until that moment, I thought that there probably was a conversation that happened before to say, okay, this is off limits. This is off limits. You know, because like think about what I mean. You know, Why G- would you break that rule when you got money on the table? Well, I don't think that they made that rule. But I think that Gucci just took it upon yeah. him to do that. But, like, I mean, think about how much, like, like Jeezy could have said all kinds of crazy disrespectful yeah, about he, Gucci, you know? He didn't even do his diss on He on didn't Gucci. diss him back. He didn't take it to that level, which, you know, I yeah. thought was kind of impressive. He like, was just on his grown it. man shit, bro. Yeah. Like, he's a changed man, and I respect it. You know what I'm saying? His fans still love him. They gonna still buy his music and bump his music and shit like that, so... It was just, he, it was a business thing they had going on, but a lot of people in making was hurt. Mm. They didn't have a platform to talk about it. That's true. Because it's small over there. But okay, so how did you meet Gucci or Jeezy and get involved with him in the first place? Um, through music. Oh, really? Through my music, he seen one of my my um, music videos. I got called um, on my own, and he redid a, a song called "On My Own" on one of his mixtapes um, when we did the TM103 tour. Okay, but um, his he came out here to Cali and hooked up with my homie Crowbar. Shout out to Crowbar. He came and told me Jeezy wanted to holler at me, so I went down there to the hotel, hollered at him. I ran into a gang of Georgia dudes before I met Jeezy. Mm-hmm. The making homies like Scrap Log, J Bone, um, Double Up. I think all of them was there. They from Duncan Block. They was in the room. So my homie and them was like, we finna go to the club. Woo, woo, woo. We was waiting on Jeezy to come, but he didn't come out until mm. late. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like, I'm straight. I'm chilling. I'm finna see what's up with the homies. They from Gangster Crib, but just from a whole other side of the earth. So I'm trying to vibe with them. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Man, Jeezy came out around 12 or something. That's how I ended up seeing him. Like, we all went to the club that night. He was just watching me. You feel me? And I was watching him and shit. You feel me? And then we just mobbed in the club. Then he asked me if I want to go back to Atlanta, and I went back. That's how we locked in ever since. That's how I made Gangsta Gibbs. Right, because Gibbs was rolling around with him around that time? What yeah. year are we talking? Damn, was that 2014, 15, somewhere? Okay. When the TM-103, that's when I got with him when he dropped TM-103. Right. That's when I got over there. Gibbs was probably over there way before me. And so... You just automatically just start going on tour with them and just holding them down? Yeah. It was all love, bro. Like, he showed love, bro. You feel me? I learned a lot of my present, my stage performance came from, like, Jeezy, man. Mm. Like, learning how to record and my timing in the studio came from Jeezy because I, I wasn't really, like, on the South rap. I mm. couldn't really do the trap rap at first. Now you hear all my music, I can do it. Good. You feel me? But I was always on some West Coast shit, some gangster shit. One of the things that stood out when we were watching the old song, uh, was it Harden the Paint or what was the remix? <laughs> is that it's like the worst quality recording ever. I know. And AD, I was asking AD, I'm like, do you remember this? Like, why does this song sound like this? He's like, he's like, you remember that, right? Like, it was kind of cool for your shit to sound like really because trash at the it time. It was just everybody was trending off that, yeah. that Waka song. Mm. From the jungles, it just took over. Like, but I really show everybody how to go hard in the paint. Mm. That's why my shit went, did like I did. Like, all everybody tuned in, like, all my enemies. Because I was dissing everybody. I dissed everybody in that song back then. Mm. So even Dub C hit me up like, damn, nephew. 
you didn't have to go hard on the homies like that. Right. You feel me? But that's my unk, though, you feel me? But that song did, like, give me a lot of attention. Right. Even though it sounded kind of fucked up, though. It was It was just the recording though. quality. Yeah. I don't know. I rushed the song. <laughs> I wanted to hurry up and put it out. Right. Because it was getting... I hate doing challenges because they get old fast. Mm. Like, you do see it. Once the celebrities do them all, it's like, you don't want to do it no more. Right. So it, everybody was doing it, so I was like, man, just hurry up and put that shit out. Yeah. I wasn't really tripping. I mean, the original versions of a lot of those songs don't really sound that great. That's one thing people were pointing out about the Gucci versus Jeezy battle is that a lot of the Gucci songs, they were mixed and mastered, like, not great at that time or, like, weren't man, mastered then, at all. Back then, man, them niggas was coming straight out the basement, bro. Mm-hmm. They were still recording in garages and shit and back rooms and shit like that, so they... Really didn't have that quality sound. They just had niggas that uh, a dedicated fan base that's gonna bump their shit. And Jeezy was like a big star with a label budget way before yeah, Gucci he was. Came, yeah, he yeah. came in with it already. Mm. So that put him on. You know what I'm saying? Especially when he got with drama. Right. So, you know, was the was the Jeezy situation kind of the thing that showed you that like, oh shit, there's more to life than just being on the block talking all this shit? Or yeah, bro. Yes, it was. Mm. It was it was life changing. Show you like, oh, I can actually make real money. I can actually yeah, really build something. I'm not gonna lie here. to you from just being in the set into being able to just travel the world, mm. not never seeing nothing, not hearing no other accents, me no southern food, eating southern food, New York, just going places and never did it. It was man living in expensive hotels, like just basically being by myself, being on my own. I was always had my my locs around me, my brother, my sisters, my foundation. So I never was off by myself. But just being off by myself, I learned a lot, bro. I met a lot of good people, and I learned a lot about the industry. Mm. And it kind of, like, just all of a sudden lets you know that, like, oh, there's, there's a lot more to life than just, like, who I get along with on the other side of town. Yeah, bro, you want to live more now. Mm. You want to live more, no lie. I done seen so much now, I want to live I, man, I want to live. Leave me alone. I don't want to pick up no gun unless you touch me or my family members. But please, I want to live, bro. Mm-hmm. I know you done seen the good things in life. You want to live, right? Oh, yeah. And no, don't nobody want to die right now and just go out of here and say, I'm, I'm happy with what I've accomplished. I'm still not the man of my dreams. I got to become the man of my dreams before I become the man of somebody else's. You feel me? Right. Real talk, man. I mean, once you have something to lose, that's when fucking around just starts to seem a lot less appealing in the sense of, like, you know, I got a kid now. I got a, I'm engaged, all this shit. I got a house. It's like when I think about my life when I was in my early 20s and shit, when all this stupid-ass shit that I was doing, getting drunk and fighting and fo- all this dumb-ass shit, it just seems, like, crazy risky in, in retrospect. You know? at, at that time, I didn't respect it, though. Mm. Cause you I didn't was, have anything to lose. I was still gangbanging and shit. Yeah. I was still going to the set and taking the real risks. So I didn't respect it like how I respect it now. Like, mm. like bro, I lost my son two years ago really? to a fire. At what age? He was nine at the time wow. in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I'm sorry. That's terrible. So <clears throat> I'm still grieving over that. And I'm still taking losses, like deaths on top of deaths. So. It's still hard for me to... I haven't even sat down and cried out loud. I cried for my son and weaved and moaned all night long for days, but 
I still haven't went to the corner and just screamed and cried and just grieved him because it's another death coming or another death of an auntie or an uncle, my grandfather, mm. or a close homie from the G homie or, you know, my brother, my step. It was just wild, bro. My auntie, my mom's. Oh, it was just, it was wild, death on top of death. So it was still hard, but I respect it now because that changed my way of thinking about life when I lost my son, bro. Mm. I I think totally different. Like a love dropped inside of me from out of the sky from somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. And I work extra harder now. I don't want to say that I work extra hard because I don't want to sit down and just think about him all day and fuck my mind up to where I can't write music anymore and just be depressed. So I just keep going. Like, shout out to Fatboy. He got me on the road when I when it first happened. Like, he got me a peace of mind. Afro man kept the grass from growing under my feet. Like, keep me on the road. I did the Puff Puff Pass tour with him and shit with Snoop and them. Um, I just been working, bro. Like, uh, alcoholic. Like, mm. working, working. Like, but do you feel like you, you know, haven't really allowed, like, you know, I noticed with myself, too, that, like, when something really traumatic happens to you, it's very tempting to just sort of, like, work through it and not have to really sit down and be sad about it. Yeah, um, man. Shit. Every time I think about it, I'm sad, bro. Mm. I just be holding my tears back now. Try. I try my best, man, but I cry all the time inside, bro. But I know this is what he want me to do. Like, this is a blessing to me, what you did for me, bringing me on this show, bro. Like, this is one of my accomplishments that I've been waiting for for a long time. Not being signed to no major label or anything. Like, just out of love. Maybe God touched your heart or something, what I said, bro. But I always pray, like, that just to keep me going. Not being signed with Jeezy or nobody. Um, oh, shout out to United Music Mafia. I got something going on with them. That's my label. I fuck with them now. Big Sean and them. Um, oh, okay. It's just God got a lot of things that been happening for me. Like, I thought it was going to happen, bro. Mm. Just me just still going and doing music and doing interviews with different podcasts and um, just talking to different people and meeting people. Man, my life has changed, bro. Like, mm. elevated a whole lot, bro. Definitely. A whole lot, bro. Like, a whole lot. Was there a moment where the, the Jeezy thing sort of fell apart? Like, what happened to your relationship with him? Um, we never had bad blood. It was just, I felt like I was in the middle of that shit, you feel me? Mm. Not of what was going on. It was just, like, being tugged with, like, I love Gibbs. That's my bro. Dog, that's, that's, that's big bro, you know what I'm saying? He was the CEO at the time of the label, so. And he brought me over there. If it wasn't for Jeezy, I wouldn't have met Gibbs. Uh-huh. So Gibbs ended up moving to Cali, you know what I'm saying? And we became tight, bro, like real tight. And then they fell out. Yeah, mm. over the deal situation and shit, you know what I'm saying? And I was there the whole time through that shit, thinking it was going to happen and all that shit. It just fell apart, bro. Mm. It broke his heart, you know what I'm saying? He was real hurt. I was kind of down because I'm like, damn, now. By Gibbs being the captain of the boat of CTE, you dropping him, it's like every, what everybody else going to do. You know what I'm saying? Do you so, think Jeezy just didn't appreciate how great Gibbs was? 
Or like what he was capable of? It could be that. It could be that, bro. You could say that. Because I don't know what the fuck had happened. I don't know what the fuck had happened, bro. But he he didn't, bro. Mm. Because at that time, Gibbs was at, on his shit then. Right. You feel me? He was on his shit then. That's why he made him the captain of our ship at the time when we was doing CTE World shit. I feel like Gibbs is getting his respect now more yeah. than ever before. Because why? It makes you strive and push harder mm. when you hurt, bro. But you could imagine if the GZ had fully gone behind Gibbs. Back, He'd have been blew up. You know, he could have been huge a long time He'd have been blew up, bro. He'd yeah. have been blew up, bro. It says a lot about his personality that he kept going and is really, like, experiencing the success at this point. Being a leader, man, and, and not wanting to stop. Mm. I was there, still there. Like, that's my bro. I talked to him the other day. You know what I'm saying? Um, he just accomplishing a lot, bro. Like, even out here on the West Coast, he know more out here now. You feel me? Right. In L.A. and shit now. You know what I'm saying? Like, this Gary, you know what I'm saying? But that's my bro, man. And I just felt like I was in the middle of that shit. You know what I'm saying? It was no bad blood with me or Jeezy or Gibbs. Like, hmm. But it's like, if I, if I fuck with Jeezy too hard, maybe Gibbs would be mad at me. You know what I'm saying? And, and stop answering your calls. That's how you feel back then. I'm mm. a street nigga, bro. I'm trying to get in the game. I'm just now meeting these dudes that's already, you know what I'm saying, successful. So I'm like, damn, what the fuck? I'm still connected with Jeezy and shit at the mm. same time, but it's like, I don't know, bro. It just fell apart. But So you just kind of fell out of touch with them, or you never really even had an argument or, or told them, like, yo, I'm out? Nah, because I never signed no paperwork with them. Right. Like, when YG came over there, I was fighting the case at the time. So right. I couldn't go on tour or nothing with them no more. Like, I had an ankle monitor on for two years. Mm. So he had YG. Me, Gibbs, hit YG. It has GZ. Like, man, who was that? Like, that's YG. Woo-woo. That's his. Tell him come to the studio. Then that's when we had recorded Just Got just got Word. You feel me? Because mm. me and Gibbs on that, on that track, too. With YG, it's on YouTube. But... Um, that's how Jeezy ended up signing YG and putting him on. Because I was supposed to be the nigga from L.A., you feel me? But I had fucking up, street nigga. Mm. You lose your opportunities. And I'm telling the youngsters right now, now if you want to rap, do that shit. Like, because if you're going to do this, this street shit, it's going to take it out. It's going to take away from you. Take a lot. And it's hard for the younger homies that want to become just rappers and settle down because they ain't got their street name up because the homies going to get jealous and press them. Like, where you been? Why you ain't been out here? It's hard. I ain't going to lie. That's why I was like, damn. You know what I'm saying? I I did my game banking real early. You feel me? Mm. So now I'm rapping. The big homies want me to stop. They want me to rap and talk the positive things and what we doing in our community now and the positive things in the set and the homies that's rapping and owning their own businesses and things like that. I mean, that's, don't you think that's kind of the – the weirdly fucked up thing about the culture, I guess, in general, that it's kind of like people are willing to give somebody like you a pass on like, okay, you were a gangbanger and now you could be a gang member and nobody expects you to be doing crazy violent shit. But it's kind of like you, to get that respect, you have to have have this time period where you are doing crazy ass shit. Mm -hmm. And then if you somehow survive it and don't end up in jail for 20 years... Then you get the respect. You and these kids respect. aren't stupid. The kids see that. And the kids realize. But they trying to keep, they want to do that. Yeah. And they think that's, back then, man, it wasn't a lot of policing and snitching back then. Right. So you can't, 
you can't commit murder, 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 and be talking about that shit all on social media because that's how they think they're going to get their rep up. Yeah, because they want the credit right away. They're no. not going to like leave it up to you know, people going to guess who caught this body. Like Sometimes you just hit, no you more, see bro. people basically take credit for... Niggas want glory. They want to be glorified for it now. It's like a thing. Yeah. It's like a thing now, you know what I'm saying? But back then, hell no. Nah. Fuck that shit, bro. You, gonna, you don't hear nothing after something's happened. Anything done, you don't hear about it. Mm. So it was just like different. Like it's a different time frame. Like I don't know, bro, but I was hard headed still then. I was hard headed and I didn't respect what I had at the time. Cause I would have been knowing how to talk to Yo Gotti when I'm sitting at the table with Yo Gotti or T.I. and Tiny. I was at the table with Nelly all of them with Jeezy. Like regular people, we all chopping and conversating and all that. Mm. I didn't have, I wasn't connecting myself at the time. I was still into the streets. I wanted to do the music. It was in my heart, but my work ethics wasn't there. I wasn't trying to get it. Like, hey, man, Gotti, fuck with me, man. I need a track with you. Woo, woo, Look at Gotti now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. Like, now I'm on it. You feel me? And God blessing me, man. I'm handsome, still going. And I'm doing that shit. One thing I saw when I was uh, researching you and shit that I was pretty uh, taken aback by was the footage. I think it was on Street Gangs where he actually filmed you outside the courthouse when you were turning yourself oh, yeah, in, yeah. talking was... to your mom and your dad. I was like, man, this is some really like immersive shit because you're getting to see. That's at the time I told you, bro. Right. When I I couldn't go with Jeezy on the road and all that. But I was like, because you know, you, you hear about a rapper turning themselves in all the time, but you don't but get they, to see. My shit wasn't out there. Right. In my case, I was fighting. That shit wasn't out there, bro. That murder. Like, I don't talk, brag about that shit and all that. You don't hear about all oh, those soldiers. Ooh, ooh, we fought this and da da and beat it. And I don't. You don't brag about that shit. I'm a gangster. You feel me? But you know what's crazy is that if that situation and I didn't figure out exactly what happened, but you know if that situation happened now, I mean there would be all these fucking YouTube videos. Yeah, about right it. now if I was to do some shit because of. All the people that right. pay attention to me now. And, but now the, people just make YouTube videos about, like, everything if there's, I, if I, there's I, a rapper who kills somebody, they're making YouTube videos about oh it. Oh, my God. Not, not that you did, but, like, that that's just, that's automatic content. If I say some shit right now, like, I told, I told her, I said, man, I was going to tell Adam, take two of these and call me in the morning. Because <laughs> I thought you said you were sick and shit, you feel me? I was like, damn, I'm going to miss my interview. Oh, no, no. So I was like, man, I'm finna. But then YG was like, you um, UFC? You UFC, Me? bro? Hell no. Nah. YG said that? Remember, he was like, you look like you tatted up UFC and all that. Well, I think he was Ooh. clowning me. I don't think he really oh, okay. thought I was in the UFC oh, okay, <laughs> or anything <bro>. like that. <laughs> but nah, bro. Nah, I mean, it's all good, bro. I love you, bro. I actually didn't bring my gun today. I gotta be careful. I brought mine. Okay, I figured. You good. <laughs> you good, bro. But yeah, bro, I love you, bro. You got me on the show. Appreciate all the gangsters that. in the world, I, I'm connected all around, bro. Every state I got to set it. Uh -huh. That's why they call me the mascot. Like, I ain't out here killing it, robbing and sh shooting. I'm out here motivating my homies to keep doing what they doing with this music, this dispensary businesses they got going on, these stores, this rap game, like Fatboy. A lot of my homies that's rapping right now, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Red Rose, keep going, like, keep going, bro. D3, keep going, bro. You know what I'm saying? Don't uh, let the D3. streets grab you. Because mm. the streets will grab you, bro, and, and and won't let go. You know what I'm saying? Look at me. I'm still going. All the shit that I've been through that you just heard, bro. Right. 
from my son, the this is and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? And I'm still here. You know what I'm saying? And I'm doors just being still open, so it can happen. For sure. Um, in terms of that case, uh, how much can you say about what happened in that? Because you ended up pleading out, so you only had to do a yeah, little bit um, of time, right? Me and my, um, it was me and my big homie. We took a, uh, it's called a joint, a joint um, deal. Okay. Where everybody take the deal together. So we had to take that deal. My big homie stayed in the county, was fighting it. I had bailed out. So he was in there for the whole two years. Uh-huh. So the deal they gave us was a year on uh, probation and a year in the county. So I had to turn myself in because I was out on bail. He had time served. So he came home. My other little homie got 18 because they gave him the shooting. Uh-huh. He didn't get, um, uh, they said like 20-something, but he had like four years time credit and shit. But so what actually happened in the situation? Um, they tried to say I was involved in the shooting, a murder, bro, that had happened on the 4th of July a while back. But it was just one person who got killed? Because you were yeah. saying something about a family in the video, I think. No, it wasn't a family. Oh, okay. No, no, no. It was no, just no, one no. person got shot? Yeah, okay. one person that got shot and shit. And they tried to involve me, involve me because it happened in front of my studio. Oh, wow. So you really actually didn't have anything to do with it? No, nah, hell no, nah, bro. Oh, wow, okay. Just because my van was parked there on camera in the bank. They see my van leaving, so they said, oh, oh, you you got the shooter up out of here. I never left the crime scene. I was still there. You know what I'm saying? So it was just weird, bro. You that know seems what I'm fucked up. It was like, another, it yeah, to make be, that just case. because of my name, they try to really build a case on me, mm. like really trying to get me off the streets. You know what I'm saying? You feel like the cops still got a hard on for you, like more now than when you were young? Now when they see me, they be like, oh, you be down here watching your videos and your interviews. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, y'all stopped to tell me that? Like, you just pulled me over to just say that? Just to fuck with me now, like. Right. They know how they used to. But sometimes you got assholes still jump out and want you to raise your shirt up and grab all on you. I ain't on probation or parole, so they can't do that shit no more. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I ain't got to do nothing. I ain't got nothing on me. Keep going, sir. I'm a citizen. Mm. So that's how I look at the community now. I'm in a part of the community. Not against it. Hmm. For sure. So how was that? Uh, was that the most significant chunk of jail time you ever did, or was there other times there were more? Shit, the most jail time I did was four years in uh, four months. That was in YACYA. Oh, really? What yeah, was the that more, for? Um, uh, assault with a deadly weapon. Okay. When you were young. Yeah, I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But I could have came home in 16 months, but like I said, bro, once you go in here... You beast mode, and you from somewhere, so you got to squabble. Mm. Nigga, this you, you got to squabble all that jail shit. It's true. But don't nobody want to glorify that shit. Glorify what's going on now. What you doing out here now to to let this world know who you are? Or better yourself. Let the world know you exist. You know what I mean? And not as a, a fucked up person. Right. You know what I mean? I want to be loved when I leave this place, bro. Mm. Like, damn, okay, he was doing all of this, but look what he did now. Look what he's doing now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Helping people, all of that. I've done all of that. Feed the community, all of that shit, bro. I want to do more. I want to do more of that shit, bro. So that's why I'm still going and doing my music, reaching out to people. Because I still got a lot to do, bro. It's a message for me. God got me doing something. I done been shot twice. I'm still here. Mm. So I know God got me on a mission. Definitely. What um, what was your relationship with Monster Cody? 
Oh, that was my big homie, man. Because I remember like reading oh, his book when I was probably like twelve years oh, old. Oh my god, I met him. It was him really eye opening. When I met him, he was scary looking. You feel me? Okay. And then he ended up going to jail when I was a kid. But when my father and all the the hood got his book, it was a big thing was going around the set. Oh, it was huge. Like monster book out. Like there were so I, many people that that was like their first time they really thing. knew about like, it. Like everybody wanted. It was a secret or something, bro. Mm. Like. I was trying to get the book out of his drawer. He slammed the drawer like, don't touch that book. He didn't want you reading it? No. I was like, what the fuck? Like, what's wrong with this book? Bro, I, I didn't get the book till I went to juvenile halls. It was like five of them bitches floating around the halls. Uh -huh. That's where everybody getting that gang. The gang culture came from his book. All the way from the East Coast to here. Right. His book, bro. Because I, I had been listening to Snoop and Dre and shit like that and, like, kind of figuring out what they were talking about. But then I got that book, and it's like, oh, okay, here it is all man, laid out Oh, for that's me. rap shit, bro. Yeah. That's rap shit, bro. Fuck that. <laughs> that's some of that shit in that book, bro, is real-life shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And what I've lived through, I had to witness myself as being a game member. I had to go through a lot of, a lot of things, bro. A lot of things to become the game star I am today. But, man, meeting him as a kid, it was we got into it. You know, he was a tripper. He wanted to make sure you was a, a real solid gangster, you feel me? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So after that, we had met up at the homie house, Big Sidewinder, the rest of peace. He talked to me and let me know, like, man, we all family. So he knew my mom, my dad, my uncles. My, that's my mama's best little homie. She always talked about Monster Cody. You know what I'm saying? And, it was just sad. We lost a lot of history when we lost him. Like, you look at all his interviews. He was doing interviews before me. He was on television before me. He he is like one of the most famous Crips, bro. For sure, yeah. Real talk. Like, you know what I'm saying? He was friends with Tupac Shakur. Like, like it was people wanted to deal with him, wanted to fuck with him. A lot of people didn't know how to. That's me, man. That's you. It's not me. Oh man! I think it's you. <laughs> but yeah, bro, he had a um, <laughs> he had a lot of people, bro, influenced. Hmm. Like a lot of people don't give him his credit and his flowers, but and I'm not just saying that to be his homie. You know what I'm saying? Because he lived his life, and I want the world to know this: he lived his life. He lived how he wanted to live. Even when he was in the set, bro, we we took care of the big homie. Man, he kicked in doors, robbing homies and all kind of shit, bro, mm. to get whatever he wanted. That's how he lived his life. Right. To where he was banned from California. He was banned from L.A. Right. He couldn't come back to L.A. He had to stay in San Diego. That's funny because Big U has that same story about how they basically banned him from California. No, nah, that's the truth, bro. They used to do that. They, they can't do that anymore or what? I don't know. Shit, they did it to him because mm. I was trying to get him to come do the song. Let's do the track and all that, big homie. Woo -woo. Mm -hmm. I just miss hanging out with him, hearing all the stories. You feel me? Right. I never got a chance to get our interview together. Mm. And that shit broke my heart. Like, because um, Kev Mac, we were supposed to do something with him, but he had went without me. I wasn't able to make it out there. I was in Atlanta at the time. So. Yeah, because I, I remember having a conversation with Vlad about how he wanted to interview Monster Cody so bad and talked to so many people trying to make it happen and it never happened. And then he passed. I don't. Do you know? He would have fucked with you. Mm, that would have been crazy. He would have fucked with you, bro. But do you know what his last interview was before he passed? It was with Kev Mac. Oh, it was okay. OG. Yeah, it, that was his, when he had first got out. 
then he had ended up going back and getting out again and then the pass. But mm. Kev Mack, that was his last interview, man. He looked good on there. He was rapping his shit. He, he was, I always used to be laughing at his raps. He had them old school raps, man. Right. Always talking about killing and all that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I love you, Monster, man. Rest in peace, big homie. T-Has. What, um, what's your relationship with Afro, man? Oh, man, that's my big brother. I when didn't when even, he first came out, nobody was thinking that he came no, from that kind of background, bro. right? Took because, everybody a while to pick yeah, up on that. Yeah, Freeway Rick plugged this up. Uncle Freeway. Okay. Shout out to Uncle Freeway because Afro Man was like, man, who from A Trey Rap? Uncle Freeway was like, man, little Sody. Mm. I'm the mascot. You know what I'm saying? Before you Fat Boy. That, huh? and, yeah, I am. <laughs> Before Fat Boy and all the other rappers came, mm. 83 Babies and all them. Okay. Them the little homies. Shout out to them, man. I want all of y'all to keep going. 704 Chopper, all of them. I never thought of 83 Babies as being an A-Trey thing until this moment. You lying. No, but I, was, I never really put that together. I yeah, thought, oh, bro. they must have been born in 83, which also doesn't make sense. Because then nah. it would be my... I'm, I was born in 83. Hell no. Nah. One of them little boys in there for a murder right now. And I think the other one's kind of... They still doing their thing. But they stopped fucking with them, right? And, um, YBT. Because, like, I, I remember Vlad trying to get Rich the Kid to talk about one of them. Because I think a kid died, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's little Tony. Free little Tony. Rich the Kid man, was not having that. He was not talking about that. Yeah, man. They fucked they thing up. They was like the next Migos, bro. Yeah. They, they had a couple North songs Carolina. Super into, North yeah. Carolina, they trade gangsters, bro. You go on their Instagram right now. They big threes and all that. Big D. Yeah, for real. 83 babies, bro. And that's how we got. We met Rich the Kid. You know what I'm saying? Through that, you know what I'm saying? Going to the studio, vibing with Rich and all that. Uh-huh. Through the little homies from North Carolina. That's why I'm saying I always wanted to connect all the states of my set. Like the last, didn't you see our last set day when we went viral? That mansion party we had and the news and shit came. Oh, okay. Somebody got shot and all that shit. That shit went viral, bro. It was all over the news. That shit was all out the country. Right. People was telling me from out the country, like, man, y'all on the news and woo woo. That mansion, but they were saying it was an NFL player party. Uh-huh. No, nah, hell no, nah. that was us, bro. <laughs> right. Yeah, bro, that was the A trades, bro. Right. But yeah. Okay, man. but Afro Man. Afro Man, that's my big brother. Um, we be on the road together, man, and he just be showing me a lot, like be him being by himself, cause he never had an entourage. You know what I'm saying? Mm. He always felt like somebody robbed him for something. You know what I'm saying? It it, it always work out like that sometime in the industry. Uh-huh. So he always moved by himself, so he didn't have an entourage. So he met me. I've been going around with him and traveling around with him. And a lot of homies didn't know he was from the set until he got around me. You feel me? Right. Because he moved away from Horseman and all that shit years ago. When he was going to Horseman, his father moved him away to Palmdale. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? So he was out there. And he had never came back, I don't think. Then he ended up going to Mississippi and going to college and all kind of shit. You feel me? Mm. Doing music, so it keeps you away. It pulls you away when you when you from a distance. It'll pull you away from the set. But thank God for him and his heart. He came back, pulled me along, did some music. I got songs with Afro Man. Shout out to Afro Man. Um, he got a beard. Right. He does have a beard. That's real. <laughs> you see that shit? Yeah. He got his old beard, bro. That was that shit inspired me, bro. Mm. When we went to um, Ohio, he got a brewery company. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, bro. It's fucked me up. I'm talking about stacks of beer. Like, 
I'm like, man, I want little Sody beers. We're all he thinking was like, small, it can happen, Pimpin'. We're thinking about he was like, it can happen, Pimpin'. Weed lean and bro, shit he like tried that. to pay me ten to fifteen thousand just to move to Ohio. Really? Yeah. He was like, bro, I put build you a house. Woo woo. He got acres. Mm. It's just so dry out there, bro. Yeah, fuck all. It's that. dry as fuck out there. He got the studio and all that. I was just like, damn, man, man, I can't do it. Yeah, no. I'm a city boy, man. I can't. Shout out to Fro, man. Thank you for the offer again, bro. It's too cold. Right. It's too cold out there, bro. And if you're from LA, you're just used to being around shit. You can go pull up on people. The shows going on, etc. Yeah, I mean, exactly, man. I would, what, ha- I would be having to fly. He fly a lot, a lot. Right. So I would be having to fly a lot, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I just didn't want to be stuck out there in the country. I don't know, man. I just it's good to visit. Yeah. I can't live. Can't do it. Cows, gang of hayfields. <laughs> <laughs> bro, sometimes when I like am traveling and I end up in an area like that, it's just like just driving through there is depressing. What am I doing? Especially here? if you don't have your your phone charged and you got got to go off the radio, so you just got to play whatever just to make it through that shit. Yeah, yeah, bro. And we we drive a lot too on the road. I don't blame you for because he hit not a lot of being that. He hit a lot of back back old like in the country towns. Mm. He got a lot of shows like. Throughout Mississippi, like where famous people don't go, like mm. like small towns, he pay attention to that, and that gave me. He's smart because he go where he drive seven hours, eight hours to a town, and do like five shows, drive all the way back to the airport and leave. Mm. Don't nobody go down there and show those people love in those small towns. Yeah, people forget yeah, about the middle of America. They he, all his fan base are white. Do you see his shows, bro? I mean, oh, I don't. Sometimes I be looking. I have to lift my Sodi shades and look through the crowd, and I be like, I look at my little brother, baby Sodi, and say, "It's not a black in here." <laughs> Hell, the real. Sometimes I be so happy because I be like, man, this is wonderful. Like for me to just be able to rap to all a, a whole white fan base, like instead of just the hood. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Like it's like once you get big enough to have your fan base like that, you really don't need the hood. You always gonna need the hood. You gonna love the hood, but you know what I'm saying. You don't gotta be worried about trying to sell tickets or trying to fill a club or show up. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, I'm just saying like that. If you make music that like primarily just is gonna appeal to people from the hood, then it's like a much smaller audience. But yeah. you start coming out saying because I got high, high yeah. then all of a sudden, all right, Hulk forty five. You got a song about his beer. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to Fro, man. I love you, brother. That's what's up. Um. Big, you said that he doesn't think that the kids these days growing up, that they even think of the A-Trey 60s uh, rivalry the same way that maybe somebody like you grew up thinking of it. True or false? He said that in a Vlad interview I was watching. What do you mean, not as being severe or just... He thinks that like the young kids don't necessarily like consider it a must, that they be having issues with people from there and shit. Because you got people from out of states, bro. Mm. Like... Like, the dude, bro, I don't like him. Be like, be like. You don't like Vlad? Okay. It's just because he let somebody disrespect. He let, he let somebody from a whole other state disrespect you, bro. Your set. Like, why would you open up a window for an out-of-towner to talk about what we got going on in California? You they talking don't about know. Charleston White now? No, not that. Oh, okay. Not that weirdo. We ain't even talking about him. <laughs> right. But 
I'm just saying, like, he interviewed a, 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 a some guy from out of state, and they was talking about the march. So he was like, whoa, whoa, well, out here, out there in their state, they're cool with 60s mm. in other states, Texas and um, Atlanta. Some homies is cool. New York, they cool out there around there. They not real killing each other, like, out here. Mm. So when you go out there, it's different. So it's a different vibe. So they'll come out here thinking it's Crip love. It's not. It's not no Crip love out here. Mm. It's Crips killing Crips out here. Crips killing Crips out here, bro. So they come out here with a different perspective. Like my homie came from New York out here. He came and got shot. Hanging out on Western Ave. Like, I was just telling them all, all the homies from New York, they came deep. I'm talking about North Carolina, Denver, Atlanta, everybody came. Jersey, deep, bro. They don't know the hood, hmm. they, but they coming to see what's going on. They hanging out with us in, but I'm telling them, it's serious. A car pull up, get off, and keep going. So when I tell them that, everybody listening, woo, that's right, three, woo, woo. I'm like, all right. So I walk off. 15, 20 minutes later, you bop, 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 bop. Everybody running, crawling under cars and shit. You feel me? Mm. But I just warned y'all and told y'all, warning coming for destruction. I know this shit. I lived this shit already. Mm. I've been through all that shit, hanging out in the front, trying to be that nigga, trying to be seen. You know what I'm saying? Nah, fuck that. We play the backfield now. Yeah. I done been did to all that. But I'm just warning y'all and telling y'all how it go. Somebody else ain't going to tell y'all. They want y'all to be on the front line and look good. You know what I'm saying? Be ornaments, tea hats and all of that. Be an ornament. Be out there. Nigga like me gonna say, be careful, watch out. If you're gonna do it, this how you gonna do it, the safe way. Right. Or you could do it the dumb way. I mean, yeah, because I, I, you know, people hit me up and be like, oh, I saw you in this neighborhood in this video, whatever. I'm like, yeah, but you realize that we pulled up for like an hour and a half, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I came with a bunch of people, and if but anything, bro, you know, it's like, but you, people you, you have no reason to just be kicking it in those areas if you're not from that area. And even if you're from that area, the people from that area don't want to be kicking it there outside on the block all day. Because they know what goes on, bro. The right. real one. Exactly. Only a, a cloud chaser or a, somebody that wants fans will hang out on the front line with you and put you in harm's way. Right. Out there banged up with 20 people on camera not knowing. A nigga come through there and air everybody out and right. keep going. You know what I'm saying? Instead of being wise and smart and taking it to somewhere of being civil. Mm. You know what I mean? Being smart about it if you're going to do it. You know what I'm saying? That's save yourself. If you don't want to save your kid, save yourself. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of fallen homies out here. They just be not paying attention, bro. Like, it's, a, it's a whole thing, Like you too. said. Like, there's mad hood vlogs now where you see random-ass people that are not from here that that pull up without anybody vouching for them or nothing and they pull up and just start trying to conversate with different gang members on the street. But then that's how they get hurt, bro. And <laughs> robbed. Man. All those dudes went down there to visit Nip. Niggas was getting robbed over there. Because mm. they don't know. They don't know, y'all. This is not no tourist area over here on Crenshaw's Lawson. Right. My hood is definitely not no tourist area. Ain't no tourists finna come over there. Ain't no cameramans unless you come over there and you good, bro. Alex always in the set doing my interviews, bro. Right. But ain't nobody coming over there to our hood, like, showing us that attention. Like, over there, it's a tourist area now, so they get all the attention. But back, back then, it's not. It was rough just like mine's, bro. His death made it that way, like, mm. made people want to come and see. But they don't know what they really coming to see. Mm. The police ain't going to be there 24-7, man. 
to protect that shit. And you still got creepers and crawlers running around them alleys through there ready to get somebody high off crystal or something. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You still got homies doing that shit, bro, that don't respect the protocol because they high off drugs and they blame it on drugs. Nowadays, you got homies robbing their own, they big homie family members because they high off drugs, not knowing. Have you seen the like that effect get way worse during your life in terms of people just yes. being all fucked up on drugs? Yes, bro, because it wasn't in the black community like that. Mm. Bro, that shit is eating the homies up in, in the prisons and the county jail. It's mm. taken away from their cripping, man, a whole lot. They squabbles, all that shit, bro. I seen them, and I was hurt behind that shit, bro. Because a lot of good dudes fall over that mm. and in their career, but just in their career, bro. Like a lot of fools was in the county and dead off that shit. Good niggas. And it's crazy to think back to, you know, 60s or 70s. You just didn't really have that tearing, tearing like the, that. the community. Well, you know, it was crack before it was meth, yeah. but now it's meth, fentanyl, all this yeah, pills, bro. all that shit. Yeah, bro, and people don't be knowing what they taking with them pills. All that shit is mixed in there. Oh, yeah. I don't fuck with none of that shit. I just smoke good weed, man. Mm. That's it. Good weed, man, and I may have a sip or two. Mm-hmm. I don't drink hard. I fuck with champagne and shit, but I be very careful about, you know what I'm saying, my life and how I'm living because I want to be here for my kids. Mm. Real talk. Okay, final question or last question that's to the front of my mind. You said <laughs> there was a clip. Where you were basically saying that you were upset with the idea of me interviewing Charleston White, which hasn't actually happened, but what, what, no, why do you feel I that way? No, I didn't say that about you. Oh, that's what it's titled as on YouTube. I felt like I heard nah, you say that. Nah, hell nah. I was talking about, um, what's his name? Was it Say Cheese he was on? He was or on Say you? Cheese and did Vibe. You? I didn't interview him. I no, told him so I would, probably, but he ain't been that way. that. I was talking about one of them. Okay. It wasn't you, bro. Okay. No, it wasn't you, bro. Well, I, was I was just, just talking about being a crip idol one. and all of that. Mm-hmm. When you had the other dude on here, like, oh, okay. be a crip idol for them. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? As being a crip and want to be turned up and that guy and show the kids he the super crip and that's for them. That's the, that's what they want. They they little they little kids to see in their community. Then power to them. No disrespect, but a lot of they big homies is not gonna vouch for that shit. You know what I'm saying? They want responsible homies and responsible cribs showing kids how to do this shit. All right, you got an option, like I always say. You could do it. If you're going to do it, do it right. Mm-hmm. If you're not, go play basketball. Go play football. Stay in school. You don't got to come to the set and you don't got to get put on to hang out with your best friend just to smoke weed or just to come to their functions because you're a square. You're scared you're going to get packed out. So you want to get put on so I won't get packed out. You can still, and I won't even call them squares. I call them good dudes mm. and good females because females is out here getting shot and killed at these functions too, bro, for nothing, just being there, mm. just wanting to be around, you know what I'm saying? But you don't got to. You you always got an option. Do good. If you're going to fuck up, fuck up. If you're going to fuck up, do it the right way. Don't get yourself hurt. Don't put nobody else in harm's way, man. And I'm talking about to every gang, bro. That's to everybody. That's just keeping the gangster, you feel me? Mm-hmm. I can't get on here and be a, a saint and just say, oh, it's all it's always do football, football. Nah, because we that's what we battling right now. Mm-hmm. The gang shit, you feel me? But if we had had a camera in your face in the prime of you really being in the streets, it wouldn't have probably been that different than some of the people that you're talking about, right? 
back then. <laughs> you might not have been as outrageous, but it would have been probably a, a been, little bit outrageous. I was young then, so I wasn't. I, shit, I was a kid, so I wasn't thinking about saving no no lives. You feel me? Mm. I was trying to take them. Back then, I was trying to earn my own name, Lil Sodi, Lil Sodi Khan. I didn't want to be under my daddy, Big Sodi. I didn't want to have him go under his reputation. Mm. You feel me? So I always was on my shit. Like I never got DP a day in my life. So I always hung around older homies that was mm-hmm. older than me. I was able to learn and and watch them DP people and see what not to do. And always be on my gangster shit and keep my gangster hand firm and never fold. But when you're seeing other people get DP'd, you're not thinking like, damn, like I'm supposed to do this too. What, whoop his ass? No, like get your ass beat. Hell no, I ain't getting my ass beat. <laughs> I'm going to stay out the way. I'm watching. I'm trying to become a G. Right. I'm trying to become a G that... They look up to. They look up to. Mm. Now I'm becoming a G. So now let me flip the table, turn it, boom. And now let me tell the kids it's an option. Go rap, become a rap star, become that basketball star, bro. Mm. It ain't nothing wrong with it. You ain't got to be the toughest man in the world because a lot of game bangers are snitches and they not tough. Mm. And they use guns. Some of them can't fight. You feel me? That's why they use guns. So. It's okay to be good. You feel me? You got to balance it. I always balance mine. I pray. I go to church sometimes. I miss church. I don't I don't go every, you know what I mean? But I step in there. I pray. I got to balance it because I got to give God his, bro. Mm. He the one wake me up every day. He the one the reason why I walked the pavement in my set all them years and still here. But I still don't want to do, in my heart, I'd be like, if I do too much good, the devil may try to take me out of this world. So I got shot two, two times, two different times. Maybe while I was doing too good, like me trying to be a saint. So I'd be like, damn, you feel me? That's how I look at it. I don't know how you look at it. So I just try to balance my good and my bad. You know what I mean? I'm not out here robbing and killing and doing all that no more. Mm. I'll probably do a couple of sins or something like that. When I ain't supposed to church people. Maybe. A few little light sins. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, but. Yeah, I'm I'm out here just being a little sody, man, and just trying to hit these platforms, man, and let people know it's an option. Let the kids know it's an option, man. It ain't all about this banging shit. Become a rapper like me. You know what I'm saying? If you ain't an athlete, you know what I'm saying? Write a rap. Sit down and do something. I'll be. This was my hobby in jail. What? I didn't have nothing to do in jail but work out hmm. and fight and fuck up. But when I start... Writing music, it took a lot of time on my day to where I was on my bunk, to where I ain't in niggas' faces and hearing the bullshit, making me mad. I took that shit so serious, bro. From YA to prison, I started rapping in prison. That was my first crowd. Essays, the woods and the blacks and the Pisces. That was my first crowd I ever rapped in front of, bro. And when I got that, my first applause, I was like, damn, they like this shit. That's a tough audience, probably, too. I'm finna get out and do this shit, then. If y'all like this, because, man, what? I could have sworn niggas was going to be like, man, that shit, what? Yeah, get that hood full up out of your homes. Right. You hear me? Nah, they <laughs> fuck with me, though. Right. Oh, the real. But, um, you know, shout out to all the homies in prison, man. Love y'all, man. Come home, man. Do right. You feel me? Real talk. For sure. Um, anything uh, the people out there should be looking out for? Anything uh, that you want to make sure they know? Um, I got a, I got a 
a lot of singles out. I got one called In Love With A Gangster with Joe Moses. Uh-huh. Um, I got a single out called Caught Up with Young Jeezy um, on the intro. Um, I got shit with Freddie Gibbs out right now. I'm doing a mixtape right now. I got one I'm doing it with the homie from Atlanta, Wildlife. Shout out to Wildlife, 100. Uh-huh. And I'm doing a mixtape with my artist, King D, right now. That's on some, like, Gibbs and, like, Spitter type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that type of shit. Benny the Butcher. Like, okay. I'm just switching it up. Like, I always switch it up, bro. It's That's the good thing about being universal. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I sing, too. I sing like a, I, I could blow, bro. Okay. A lot of people don't, they just look at me as a, that gangster. Like, so but then when they do hear me sing, they be like, damn. Mm-hmm. Even the big homies, like, even at the homie funeral I sung and shit, like, at his candlelight. And a lot of OGs did not know that, like. I could sing, you feel me? It broke them down, you feel me? Yeah. But yeah, bro, look out for that. Um, um, I'm going back on the road with our front man. So be looking out for me going back on the road, on busting these shows down. But look out for my new tapes, though. These new tapes, it's different. It's different, bro. My new music is different, bro. You're going to love that shit. For sure. Do we have the invite to pull up to your neighborhood? Yeah, bro, anytime. Let's do it then. Y'all going to come? For sure. Tell AD. I, I, Get on AD's ass. He'll remind me. You know. Man, AD, bro. Well, <laughs> you should have seen him. sometimes three, bro. You, you know how tricky he is? When we went to the Nickersons, he wore uh, the, the who was it? Jeep Rico had the shirt that said, uh, this is a blue t-shirt. Yeah. But it says it in red on a black shirt. Yeah. That's so what, that's to put what the he red wore. In here. I'm like, you're really trying to play both sides right here. <laughs> no, nah, but no, nah, bro. It's just sometimes, bro, niggas ain't super crips. Mm. I don't give a fuck who you are, bro. You would get touched. Hmm. So, I mean, it's just just paying a little homage. That's all that was. Right, yeah. Like, they know I'm a real crip, famous crip. Some niggas may hate me or because I'm famous and they not, you know what I mean? But let me just play a little homage. Let me put a little red on, like, you know what hmm. I'm saying? They going to look at me like, oh, blood got some red on. Okay. It's all good. Like, you know what I'm saying? It just eased the lion down some. You know what I mean? If you hmm. came over there blue down, they'd be like, ah, oh, blood. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That'd it's be a different. Weird, yeah. But shout out to AD, man. You need to, yeah, come to the Let's set, go. bro. I'm down. Come to the set because V-Lad and all them niggas, they not coming to the set. Just Alex, he the only one, bro. Why? Oh, Street Gang, mm-hmm. um, Tunes. I had brought Tunes. Them niggas from Texas, bro. They run that shit. The mm. podcast out there. Okay. Him and Spliff, Uncle Spliff. Uh, I brought them out here. Oh, that's what's up. They the only ones like going to these hoods now. They coming out here going to all the hoods. It's like. It's don't be afraid. This your city. This what you do. Like you, you the king of this shit right now, bro. <laughs> no, nah, real talk, bro. That's Appreciate why I salute that. you, bro. Like you the king of this shit right now. And I even told Alex, like I'm going on no jumper, bro. I'ma shout you out and shit. And I'm happy that you said shout out to Woo Woo. You know what I'm saying? Because that let me know you fuck with him. Yeah, I mean he been doing his thing for a long ass time. Like it's it's a crazy feeling when I am about to interview a rapper and I go back and just see shit from 2011 and that, shit like from that. From he did. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But you should pull him on here, man. Oh, he got idea, all yeah. the fucking stories. That's a good idea. Because he I'm saved down. my life with that case. They tried to bring him in on me. Really? Yeah. He told him it was a conflict of interest. Wow. He said, because he, he could have went up there and went in on me. I'm that nigga over there, bro. Right. Back then, at that time, oh, he, he knew it. All my interviews and shit, he, uh, street game, bro. He know what's going on. He do his researches and all that. From juvenile hall, all that. He going to ask you everything. You be like, what the fuck? <laughs> so... You know what I'm saying, bro? He a good person, but he out here on his own doing this shit. Mm. Real talk, bro. For sure. But you the king. 
Salute, bro. I'll uh, begrudgingly accept it, I guess. Come on, man. <laughs> you got to accept that you shit. You don't want to be the king, man. They kill kings. Ah, uh, so what you want to be? Look what they did to Jesus, bro. Yeah, they crucified him. They crucified That's why you don't want to be the king. They crucified him, man, I'm in a hateful to, way. It was, but it was thing. always a snake. Hmm. Snake, man. It was that snake, man. You know what I'm saying? That betrayed him. Mm. If he if he had all solid ones around him, he wouldn't have never been betrayed. That's real. But it's always gonna be a snake in your garden when you when you got big real estate or a big estate or whatever. It's gonna be snakes in your garden somewhere. You That's why we mean? gotta so, be careful. All right, bro. Who we you don't wanna be the king, the legend, bro. I'm just trying to do a good job. Be the legend, know? bro. You look like old boy <laughs> from 300, though. Who? Oh my God. Sporton. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, that's my boy on the set, Leonidas. That's your new name, bro. Adam, aka Leonidas. I'm gonna go rewatch that. That's my that shit, classic, bro. Yeah. What? Yeah. Hell, when he kicked old boy in the teeth. <laughs> damn, I seen that in the theater like damn near 20 years ago. That's I love crazy. that movie, all of them, even to the last one where his wife took over. That was probably 2005 that I seen that shit in the theater. That was a long time ago. Yeah, bro. Fuck. Little Sodi. Respect, love, bro. Man. Appreciate you. Respect. Thank you for coming out sick, too, bro. Big oh, yeah. respect. I had to do it. I, I saw... had to let everybody know he was sick, y'all. Bro. He really was. So please shout him out, man. I That's slept for like, like a 30 hour block to get ready for the, to be able to do two interviews today. And I'm going to yeah, go home and he pass didn't out again. Smoke. I'm, I thank you, bro, for please for coming today. No. Right. I really did. Because I was kind of really discouraged. I folded up in the blanket, huh, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna let you down, bro. No, nah, my girl. This is what I'm here for. No, nah, my girl has seen your story. Uh, so she was like, I don't mean to disrespect you. I mean, I'll disappoint you, babe. But Adam, he's sick. He said, This is one of the first ones he had ever met. I said, Hell no. No, because I looked, I was like, This oh. is the, this is the first time I've been sick in five years. So, like, Damn. all the interviews I've done, I never had to really deal with this. And I, but right. this was really, I was only sick for one day. Uh, but thank you for coming, bro. Yeah. Let people know you were sick today, bro. So they respect. They gotta respect that shit. Smash the like if you respect that. Yeah, straight like that, <laughs> man. I love you, bro. Thank you. Much love, bro. Appreciate you, Lil Sodi. No jumper. Coolest podcast in the world. Check us out straight YouTube like and Patreon. Like, comment, subscribe. No jumper.com if you uh, want to support. Appreciate y'all.